With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another happy recap episode here at the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I am your host, Andrew Galata. You could follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And then also, you could follow the podcast on Twitter at the Who Dat Dis. And the Saints get another win on Sunday, 31-3 over the Broncos in just a very, very, very odd game because the Broncos did not have a quarterback on Sunday, which is just crazy to think about as Kendall Hinton, a practice squad wide receiver, started for the Broncos instead. And you may ask, why did the Broncos not have a quarterback on their roster? And like, this is the biggest 2020 thing, or, you know, one of the bigger 2020 things that just characterized this year, that the Broncos come into this game with no quarterback. And that has to do with quarterback Jeff Driscoll testing positive, I believe on Thursday or Friday. And then through the contact tracing, they found that all three other quarterbacks on the Broncos roster and practice squad were deemed high risk and they couldn't play on Sunday. And the NFL said they're not moving the game because you could feel the team and all the outbreaks are contained and it's all good. And you guys are safe to play just without your four quarterbacks. And this was the reason because their four quarterbacks were in a meeting with no masks. And that's why the NFL deemed that all four of those guys at that position were high risk and they couldn't play here in this game. And to me, this is just a very interesting scenario that probably will never happen again. Or, you know, who knows? I mean, I just knocked on wood because you don't really know what's going to happen here. But I think it just shows you that the NFL, they're going to stick to their protocols to get games played. And look, this is kind of a punishment for the Broncos for not following the protocols. Like, you got to do that. And if you don't, you're going to be screwed. And that's kind of what happens here. And it is coming into this game, you're like, oh, well, what's going to happen? And, you know, you basically wash out everything we said in the preview because now Kendall Hinton, a practice squad receiver who played college football at quarterback with Wake Forest, he comes into this game with zero preparation. And you know that, look, it's going to be a very, very hard game for the Broncos offense to move the ball. They did Wildcat, all that stuff. It didn't work. And the Saints, they completely changed their game plan as it was very, very just bare bones. Let's run the football, pound it. Let's just not make any big mistakes because that's the only way we lose this game. If we give turnovers, we get you know defensive touchdowns and stuff like that. And for the most part, the Saints did a good job at just holding on to the football, getting their points because, look, this Broncos offense was not going to be able to move the ball and they didn't move the ball. And especially against the Saints defense, that's just surging. Again, it was going to be a very, very tough game for the Broncos, and that's really what it was. And we're just going to jump right into the notes, which, I mean, these notes, I mean, they're almost comical to just see how bad these stats were for the Broncos. I mean, in today's NFL, I mean, maybe if you go back, 
you know, into the 70s or 60s, you'd be like, oh, this is not like, I mean, we've seen these, but I mean, for a 2020 NFL game to have less than 100 yards passing combined, it's just crazy. And, uh, you know, we're going to get into our notes, team stats, as we always do. We'll get into our intriguing matchups, which is going to be completely different than the preview. This is probably, you know, the one exception, because usually we do the same three. But because Kendall Hinton started at quarterback, that wipes out a lot of what we were saying in the preview episode. So we're going to do three new intriguing matchups. And then we'll finish off with our group-by-group recap in this one, which we'll go over the offense like usual. I think you can grade them good. But I think, you know, sneak peek for the defense, it's all AA pluses because... Let's face it, they gave up three points only. They only gave up 112 yards of offense. And look, they didn't face a legitimate quarterback in there. So again, it's really, really difficult to judge these guys and grade them. I mean, you got to give them all A's because they played outstanding, you know, with the guys they played on the field. But I mean, that's something that we won't put a lot of weight onto because next week they'll play the Falcons. And most likely the Falcons will have Matt Ryan, who's a pretty solid QB. I mean, even though some Saints fans, you know, think that he's not good and whatever, he's still a solid QB. And it's obviously going to be a different game. So you really can't use this game. And I think on both sides. I mean, Taysom Hill coming into this one was 9-16 for 78 yards and a pick. But I think Sean Payton dumbed down this game plan to, like, don't make any mistakes. And I think that got into Taysom's head. Like, I don't want to throw the ball. I mean, seeing things. Because he was definitely flustered in this game. And maybe it was because of 24 hours, excuse me, before the game, Sean Payton says, run the ball a ton and do not make any sort of chance in this game. And I feel like that really, I think, got into his psyche a little bit. And that's kind of what we saw in this game. Just, you know, not a good showing from Taysom Hill. But we'll talk about all that going forward. But starting off with the notes here, and the Saints won every category as expected. Uh, 292 total yards to 112. That 112 total yards is the least amount of yards the Saints have given up of all time in their history. So that's obviously really, really good from the Saints as... A lot of these numbers are really going to be like padding the stats for like the team stats. When we go in uh, next week and we talk about this preview between the Saints and Falcons, it's going to be like the Saints are number one and they're all great. It's probably a lot to do with them facing a practice squad quarterback last week. And those averages are going to be a little bit messed up. Maybe it's best next week to use like medians and stuff because um, obviously this game is a big outlier and kind of, you know, you're going to channel back to high school statistics because, you know, having huge outliers is definitely going to affect the um the average and really what the Saints are putting up on defense but great showing there and look when you out you know out gain a team by a good amount here in this one that's obviously a really good sign 180 yards that's obviously really good there time of possession the Saints win that too 35 minutes and 46 seconds to 24 minutes and 14 seconds so good job there from the Saints offense they did a great job running the ball and Latavius Murray had a big day and a really good job from him and I wanted to see him get the ball a lot in this game and he did so I think that's really really nice to see and to look at uh, turnovers the Saints won that battle as well they forced three turnovers and they only had the one pick by Taysom Hill so overall winning the turnover battle that's obviously great news first down Saints won that as well 19 gained only six given up that's great and third down conversions the Saints were seven for 15 in this one so not too bad from Taysom Hill and you know company so the third down, that was, I think, one really good sign that your third downs was getting better, especially from last week. So um, that was a little point of concern for me. So it was nice to see that they improved in that realm. And the defense was great. They only gave up one third down conversion on 10 tries. So obviously some really good stuff there. You move it over to rushing yards. The Saints had 229 rushing yards. They pounded it down this Broncos team's throat here. And 
a lot of that has to do with the war of attrition and eventually the Saints were going to break through big time and they did running the ball in that second half second quarter they just did an outstanding job Latavius Murray had a great game so that's obviously big and then only 100 yards for Denver's uh, rushing yards I mean look they ran the ball 33 times and only got 100 yards now I know you're going to stock the box you know it's coming but it's still very impressive from the Saints run defense the red zone, the Saints were 3-for-3 three three in the red zone, and that has a lot to do with Taysom Hill. He's going to run those QB powers, and the Saints are going to be very efficient in the red zone under Taysom Hill. And I feel like, you know, over these next two games where you're going to get into normal performances, you're going to see that Hill, I think, that will be very efficient in the red zone, may not move the ball consistently down the field, but when they get to the red zone, they will score. And that, to me, is really, really big when looking um, at the Saints team going forward. They, with Taysom Hill and Kamara and Thomas, they have a lot of weapons in that red zone, and they're going to be very solid down there. So to me, that's really big as well. And then penalties. The Saints actually had more penalties in this game, but that was like the only one, the only category that they lost. But, I mean, overall, this was a domination, and that domination wants to be expected in this type of game with a quarterback that didn't even know he was starting 24 hours before this game. And I really feel like, you know, with a guy like Hinton here, you got to give him a lot of credit. Because coming into this game hasn't probably taken a snap in a few years. And coming in here and showing up and look, it, it, it obviously was very, very ugly at times. But like there were no fumbles on snaps. I mean, the throws obviously weren't good, but that's to be expected. But I mean, overall, I mean, for a guy that it's basically at this point, a college quarterback that hasn't thrown the ball in a few years. And he's focused on being a receiver as in the practice squad. So he's really focused on you know, getting his routes better and progressing in that um, area. And then he's like, oh, right to quarterback. That's extremely difficult. And it just shows you how important a quarterback is in an NFL offense because, you know, this Broncos offense, I don't think was good to start, but I mean, they're completely dominated in this game. So again, you got to give props to Hinton for coming out there, showing up and competing because that's a really difficult spot. And, uh, you know, it kind of is what it is in this game. And the Saints were able to, I don't think, show a lot, which is big. And overall, I think that is uh, really, really good for the Saints team. As obviously, it's not a bye week because you had to show up, you had to play, you had to still play a very physical game running the football. But you didn't show a lot on offense. You didn't show a lot with Taysom Hill. Your defense, I mean, you were probably playing very, you know, just stacked boxes. Like, you don't usually do that. So you really didn't show anything on defense either. And that, to me, is very good. And uh, it is a positive coming out of this game. You went by 28 points. That's always good. And that's really it here for our notes segment so moving over to our intriguing matchups three completely different matchups now I know we talked about you know a lot of things in the preview episode a lot of it had to do with Drew Locke and their great weapons or young weapons on the outside and obviously all that was kind of nixed because of not having a quarterback so we're just going to do three different intriguing matchups and that's going to be one had this defense play against Kendall Hinton and what the Broncos were doing on offense then two we're going to look at Taysom Hill and his day And then three, we're going to look at the Saints running game. That success was just great. And I feel like they can do that more often, especially with Latavius Murray. Very, very underrated. And I'm extremely happy with that performance from Murray. So I think that's really, really great stuff here. But starting off with our defense here, going up against Kendall Hinton and this Broncos offense. And this defense did outstanding in this game. And we're not going to go through all those team stats again, but... Overall, only 13 passing yards given up. That's amazing. They intercepted more balls than uh, Hinton completed. That's obviously really good. You were able to get a sack in there as well. 
I mean, you're holding their quarterback to a zero passer rating and a 0.1 QBR. So that's obviously also pretty good as well. I mean, you could all take these with a grain of salt, but really this Saints defense dominated as expected. They should have dominated and they did dominate. And that's really big. And the one position group that I really wanted to zero in on in this segment was um, the linebackers with Demario Davis and Kawan. They look amazing. So fast out there. They're everywhere. And it's just so fun to watch. And I know this game is probably really easy for linebackers to, you know, win this because you're stacking the box. You know they're running the ball, basically. So you can really get out there and just go downhill and make plays. And both of these guys did that. But really, since Kawan's been here, it's been a really fun group to watch. I mean, they're just very, very fun to watch. And Zamario's playing, like, um, uh, just amazing. He's playing so good. And he's really playing at that all-pro level. And Kwan, I think, is playing amazing as well. He's all over the field making plays, making big tackles. And these two guys are really helping the Saints defense. And to me, that's just really nice to see. I mean, I also wanted to, you know, look into Cameron Jordan, who got a sack. He's up to six and a half sacks. That's really good. And he's going to make a try to get back to 10 sacks and double digits this year. And I think he's going to have a chance, especially going up against Matt Ryan next week. I think that he definitely has a chance to get into that double digit uh, range here. And it's going to be very interesting to see if Cam really is hitting his stride. I think he is. And it's going to be interesting to see what he does down the stretch. Because I think if he has a dominant performance down the stretch, you're adding that with Hendrickson, who's been really solid. You add that with Davenport, who has been really solid. And, I mean, this defensive line is going to be very hard to beat. You have Rankins coming back, along with David Onyemata, who's been dominant as well. Malcolm Brown's been very good. I mean, this defensive line's playing out of its mind. You have the two linebackers playing out of their mind. And the secondary's playing great as well. Malcolm Jenkins with the forced fumble. He played good. You had Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, C.D. Deuce with the interception. You have Janoris Jenkins with the interception. He went out, though, with a knee injury. And I, I believe Nick Underhill... Uh, reported that he's going to be on quote-unquote fine so I don't know what that means if he's going to play next week or is he going to miss a few weeks I think if he misses a few weeks the Saints will be fine because Patrick Robinson's doing a really nice job as that third corner and really doing a plug-and-play job and he's been really good when he's asked upon to play and that's something that to me is big and I'm not as worried you know with Patrick Robinson this year coming in from an injury than maybe last year or the year before so, I mean, if P-Rob can be that three-corner, that solid three-corner, and just plug and play when needed to be and play at a starter level, that is really big for the Saints. And uh, we're going to see what happens with that Janoris injury. But, I mean, overall, I mean, th- this whole defensive effort was complete domination as expected. So that is uh, really good there. A-plus is all around. <laughs> good job there. That's a sneak peek for our group-by-group group recap there. But good job overall from this defense. Moving it over to our second intriguing matchup with Taysom Hill. And Hill, I mean, look, he wasn't good in this game. I mean, you have to say that, but you have to preface it by this game was going to be a possession game for the Saints. They were going to run it down their throat. And I can't judge Hill off this game. And that, and that's really what I want to say. Yeah, he was not good in this game. He was 9 of 16 for 78 yards and an interception. You add 44 rush yards and two touchdowns. So two touchdowns is great. But really, besides that, he barely eclipsed 100 total yards in this game. And uh, it was a poor performance. He was missing reads sometimes, very, very slow through progression sometimes as well. But I think the one thing you have to say, and I'm going to preface this, and that's why I'm not really worried, you know, about Taysom Hill going into the next week. Or I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not worried, but I don't really take this performance into account because basically 24 hours, as I said before this game, Sean Payton comes to him and says, we're completely changing this game plan. We're just pounding the football. We are going to just 
pound it down their throats because they don't have a quarterback and we don't want to give up any interceptions that turn into points and get them in favorable situations. We just want to run the ball and if nothing's there, we'll punt and we'll get the ball in probably three plays. And that's kind of what Sean Payton's mindset in this game. And I actually completely agree with it. Number one, that's a safe route to go and you should go because let's face it, the scene still ended up with 31 points in this game, which is really solid. And you win by 28 points. That's to me a domination. So that's obviously really good. And you're also not showing anything to the Falcons or the Eagles or any other teams Taysom Hill plays uh, in the next few weeks before Brees comes back. So I do think that, you know, when looking at Hill, yes, it, it was pretty ugly at times from Hill. But I think they were doing a lot of simple stuff that was easy for the Broncos to defend. And the reason they did that is because they didn't want to take a ton of chances downfield. Now, they tried to take a few and none of them worked. So that's why you you have to say, look, he played bad. And that's kind of what it is in this game. And we know that Hill is going to have some struggles. I mean, it's only his second start. But overall, you really can't put a lot of weight into this game. I mean, he did get the two touchdowns, which was nice. I want to see him now against the Falcons and against the Eagles or if he plays the Eagles and then whatever game you want to see in the future, because this game to me is just a crazy game. It's a very odd game. You kind of just throw it out for everyone. I mean, it's not just Taysom Hill. I I would throw out the good performances as well. Maybe the only person I wouldn't throw out is Latavius Murray, because there's going to be situations where, you know, they're still stacking the box, and the Saints need Murray to run in, you know, unfavorable boxes, and they're going to need him in those situations. So Murray is really the only one that I'm going to be like, yeah, you had a good game, and we're not going to throw that away. And besides that, I mean, even some players on the defense, I mean, you're expected to win when you're playing a practice squad receiver at quarterback. It's almost like when you have a position player uh, pitching in baseball. Very, very similar to that. And, you know, if you can't score in a nine inning game off a position player like, you know, 20 runs, then you're probably doing something wrong. And uh, that's kind of you just got to throw it out and move over to the next game. But you'll take the win. You'll take a 31 to three, you know, domination for sure. I don't think anyone's saying that. But for Taysom, I just feel like you didn't see a lot of good from Taysom, but I think that was kind of undesigned. It wasn't aesthetically pleasing. That's how Sean Payton put it. But I mean, overall, he didn't really do anything, you know, awful besides the interception. Because if you take that out, which is obviously not good, but it only led to three points. Because if you really take that out, he held on to the ball for the most part, and he was able to keep the offense on schedule for the most part and uh, run the ball and basically then just punt it away if it wasn't there. And if it was there, they were able to score some touchdowns and win. And look, that's the type of game you have to play against a practice squad receiver on the other side. And that's, to me, is fine. And you get this win. And look, if he has another really bad performance next week, then you could come back to me and say, okay, like now we can talk about Taysom Hill not being good, playing bad. But just this game is so weird. To me, you just kind of throw it out with Hill. So that's, to me, what it is there with Taysom. And then moving over to our third intriguing matchup, it's going to be the running game. And you got to give it to Latavius Murray here. 124 yards, two touchdowns, six and a half yards a carry. He had 19 carries in this game. He was just outstanding overall here. And between him and Kamara, they had 30 carries, 174 yards and two touchdowns. That is a great game from this running game. Hill, you add him, another 10 carries, so 40 carries. And yet another 44 yards and another two touchdowns. It was just... To me, this running game was dominant, and that also has to do with the offensive line. That's great stuff, especially when you're going to need it down the stretch to like close out games. If your running game can play like this, that is really big. And to me, seeing Murray succeed in that situation is 
very, very important because I think that he should get more carries and pound it down their throats, especially when Taysom's in and you want to play the possession game and you want to be able to have nice, long, sustained drives. And I think you do that by running it with Murray and giving that four yard a carry, that five yards a carry. That's really important, especially when you're playing stacked boxes. He's been very underrated for the Saints since he's joined them last year. And I think he's been outstanding and he has another big game here. He's over 100 yards rushing. I mean, the six yards of carry, as we said, like that's great. You add the two touchdowns and I really feel like giving him the ball more and getting him more incorporated in the offense, especially with Taysom Hill at quarterback is to me really big. And if Kamara is dealing with an injury and they're trying to kind of load manage him, I think that makes Murray even more important. So shout out to Latavius Murray because not a lot of people talk about him and he has been playing outstanding. And whenever he gets a touch, you feel like, He's getting a lot of positive yards, and he's always like a shoestring tackle away from like breaking off a big gain, and he finally didn't get that shoestring tackle and broke off a really nice game and, you know, hit Pater in this game on Sunday and had a 30-plus yard touchdown, so really great job from Murray, and I just wanted to shout him out because, you know, he deserves, I think, more touches. He's been really outstanding whenever he gets those touches, and I would like to see a little more Latavius Murray, especially with Hillen and you're up maybe and you have to run off that clock. Give it to Murray because he's going to do some good things there. So really happy from his performance in this game. So that is going to wrap up our intriguing matchup segment. Before we get into our group by group recap, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back into the Who Dats discussion. And now we're going to get into our group by group recap where we go over all of the Saints position groups. We grade them and then, you know, we'll finish off by just our final words. And as we always do, we'll start off with our quarterbacks here with Taysom Hill. And I'm going to give him a C minus in this game. And um, I feel like for him, I'm not going to give him a complete F because the Saints won by 28 points and he was effective in the running game, and he kept them on schedule for the most part. But he didn't play good for, I think, throwing the ball through the air. He was 9 of 16, 78 yards. That definitely is not good. The passer rating was 43.2, and this seemed like kind of the bad side of Taysom Hill throwing the ball. After last week, I think he was really efficient and pretty, pretty solid. And as I said before, I feel like Sean Payton changing the game plan about 24 hours before this game had a lot to do with Taysom Hill, I think, not going through progressions fast enough and just trying to hold on to the ball, not taking a lot of chances, which I don't think is the worst thing, especially when you're going up against a practice squad receiver to hold on to the ball, not take any chances. But then when he did take the chance, it was, you know, double covered, wasn't open. And that's something that really can't happen. And that's why maybe it got into his head too much and it flustered him. I'm not 100% sure. And I kind of throw this one out the door here when evaluating Taysom Hill. He didn't really show much. Like Sean Payton didn't do anything like extravagant or like to get to scheme Hill to throw guys open. It wasn't like that. 
It was just a lot of let's run the ball, keep us on schedule, and let's go out and score 31 points by the end of this game. And that's what happened. And as Sean Payton said, yes, it wasn't aesthetically pleasing, but it got the job done. You win by 28 points, you'll take it. And that's kind of what I think with Taysom Hill. Yes, it was not a good game, but I mean, this game was meant to be a physical, ugly game. And that's kind of what Taysom Hill did. It was very rough around the edges, but you were three for three in the red zone. You were able to convert touchdowns and win this game. And overall, to me, that's good enough. And that's why I'm going to give him a C minus, not lower. Yes, it wasn't pretty, but the Saints did score 31 points and they did win this game. So overall, that is good stuff from Taysom Hill to be able to win this game. Not good stuff that, again, he's only putting up 78 passing yards, but we'll see next week. And I think it's a wait and see. If he has another game like this next week, I think you worry. You worry a lot. But if he doesn't and does what he did, you know, the first time he played the Falcons, I think will be just fine. And I, I think going forward, everyone will be just as confident as they were in Taysom Hill, you know, after that you know, great performance in the Dome against the Falcons. So overall, that's what I think from Taysom Hill. Moving it over to the skill position players, I'm going to give him a B plus overall. I mean, Murray, he was the outstanding player, the A plus plus player. But even Alvin Kamara had a pretty good game. I mean, 54 yards rushing. And I think his production really getting cut in the passing game has a lot to do with Taysom Hill not finding him. So it's just that that connection is not there yet. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they can bring that connection. It's going to be very interesting. I would like to see the Saints also get Kamara more involved, but maybe it's the load management stuff. And I'm starting to think that's what it is. I think that the Saints just want to keep him really healthy and they want to get him healthy for those January games, those December games, those games that you need to win. And I think that's what the Saints are probably trying to do in this one. Now, I'm not 100% sure, and I don't really know how he's feeling with his foot. And maybe it's just because Taysom Mill's not getting the ball, but I'm really starting to think that it's it's a load management thing, which is, um, to me, pretty smart, especially when you are 9-2 and two, and you are two and a half games up on the division. Could be three if you win next week against the Falcons, and you have the tiebreaker as well. You're in the number one seed right now, you know, by a full game, so that's obviously really big, and I feel like when you're looking at the Saints schedule, the big game that everyone's going to look at, first of all, you want to win your division game, so that's the first thing. Win all your division games, and then it's that Chiefs game, I feel, because you're looking at the other games on the schedule. You have the Eagles, which to me is a very winnable game, and then the Vikings, which you may get good Vikings, you may get bad Vikings, so, and I, and I think the Saints could be both good or bad Vikings, but I mean, that's, you get a mixed bag with them. So that's really what it is there. And um, those two games I'm not as worried about as your division games. And then also against the Chiefs, that's going to be a great game. And it's going to be one that everyone's watching. And I think you want full guns a blazing in that game. So it is going to be very interesting. But I mean, when you look at Kamara and what he's doing, I think he's good in the running game. In the passing game, I think it has to do with load management and probably Taysom Hill. And that's really what it is there. Michael Thomas was the leading receiver, four catches, 50 yards. But besides that, nothing really big. And I think that also has to do with Taysom Hill, not really as much the receivers. And again, you kind of throw all these performances out the window because everything was changed 24 hours before this game. It was let's run the ball, let's be physical, let's not give up many turnovers and just go down, be very, very conservative and win this game. That's exactly what happened. So, I mean, if you're Sean Payton, you're happy with your performance. So B plus from them. And a lot of that has to do with Latavius Murray having an outstanding game there. Then your offensive line, I'm going to give them a B. They were great in the running game. They were not good in the passing game. So that's kind of what it is there. The Saints were coming into this game without Teron Armstead, who was tested positive for COVID-19. So thoughts and prayers go out to him and really wishing for him to get healthy as soon as possible. 
So we'll definitely track what he's doing and his updates and his um, recovery throughout this week and next week. And uh, that's kind of what it is there. So James Hurst, he came in and played in this one. And again, a lot of up and down play from him, a lot of up and down play from Ruiz and McCoy was good and Ramchek was good, but you definitely want to see more consistent play from that left side. And it's going to be interesting going forward. I think Nick Easton played well too, but again, it was a lot of up and down in that passing game and the running game was really good. So definitely continue that. Got to get better in the passing game, especially with Taysom Hill. And I bet also that has to do with Hill holding the ball too long. And let's face it, just nothing was schemed, I feel, when you look in the passing game. It was just like, let's take it one or two shots, but for the most part, let's run the football. That's what happened in this game. And the Saints often still put up 31 points, but it was possession. Let's keep possession. Let's pound it down their throats and win this game. That's what happened. So good stuff there. Flipping it over to the defense, they all get A pluses, and I'm probably not going to go position by position, or I should say group by group, because it's really uh, not necessary when you're looking through just to highlight guys on the defensive line. As we said, Cameron Jordan had a big game. I think Davenport did well, too. He had a tackle for loss in this one. He had a QB hit. I think he was overall solid. Good Malcolm Brown, he had a good game, but overall, they were amazing there on the defensive line. The linebackers, same thing. You have Kwan and Demario. Both were very, very solid. And then you finish it off with your secondary. Played really good, too. I mean, you had Marshawn Lattimore played well. He did drop an interception, but he played well. Janoris got the interception, so that was obviously really good. He played outstanding as well, but his day was cut short because of an injury. And as we said before, Nick Underhill reported that he's quote-unquote fine, or he will be quote-unquote fine. So that's going to be interesting to see his progression uh, throughout the week and next week. And again, I think Patrick Robinson could play it for a few games, plug and play, and the Saints will be just fine there. But Marcus Williams played well. Chaunty Gardner-Johnson with the interception. Malcolm Jenkins had the fumble forced. Really good there. Special teams coaching was very, very solid. Give him an A as well. Sean Payton, I think, put the right game plan in place. Dennis Allen did a really nice job. And special teams was really big in field position. Marquez Callaway had a few nice returns. So, Overall, great win for the Saints, and uh, it's on to the next one, two-player division rivals in Atlanta, and that's going to be a big game, and you want to see what Taysom Hill can do, you want to see how this defense can continue, and uh, that to me is just really, really good stuff, but I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Who Dat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms, so that means on Twitter, you can follow us at the Who Dat Dis. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew Galata. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Houdat Discussion. And then also, you can listen to the Houdat Discussion wherever you get all your other podcasts. That means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and much more. But overall, great win here from the Saints. A 28-point win. Now, I know it was against a practice squad wide receiver at quarterback. But you'll take a road victory here by 28 points. And again, on to the next one, and we'll, we'll see what they can do against the Falcons. We'll be at you with that preview episode probably on Friday, and uh, we'll definitely get all into the particulars. We'll be talking about this Falcons. They had a really big win on Sunday against the Raiders, so we're going to get into all of the matchups and all of the you know group-by-group group previews as usual, and it should definitely be very, very fun. But with all that said, I wanted to say thank you guys for listening, turn it loose, and... Who dat?